subject, the God of all comforts. The God of all comforts. If I can stand here to preach, I'm teaching you, I'm encouraging you. If I can stand here to preach, if I can stand here to declare the word of God and, and, and I'm sure somebody say, ah, now pastor, praise must be deliberate at the face of adversity. Praise must be deliberate. Must be intentional. Because adversity will never motivate you to praise. But who you are and whose you are will motivate you to praise God irrespective of what is happening. So in the midst of adversity, you must intentionally do things. So we have been hit hard by the loss of a beloved sister. A sister that no one here has a problem with. A sister full of smiles and joy and energy. She went out the office. Pastor, I just came to look at you and hug you and say thank you for everything. Say, Joyce, is that all? I just, just came to hug and say thank you. Pastor, your suit is powerful. Pastor, we thank God for your life. Pastor, this message here, yeah, it, 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 it didn't let us laugh, crowd, but it has established us a lady full of joy but we are here mourning and never to see her on earth again at a point when the MC said well, welcome the choir to bless us I thought we were going to say welcome JD but that, those words will never be repeated in church again I'm preaching has filled our hearts. Anguish. Some of you may be this. The whole week you are now hearing that JD is gone. Who is hearing now that JD is gone? First time you are hearing. Or you, you all heard it during the week. Okay. Some of you are hearing first time. But she's gone to be with the Lord. Death always comes untimely and unexpected. It will always come untimely and unexpected. We have lost a sister, a treasure. Someone who was useful to us. But God is in need of her in heaven now. And who are we to question God? For some of you, it's a long time I saw you in church. But today you have come. To everything there is a purpose. Are you following me? I had to pause my series on activated faith to admonish you in this message. Because if I come and teach on faith, I'll be very unfair to your emotions. Some of us have never recovered and may never recover. Some of us have not slept. Some of us have been crying. Effortless. Because when you lose a loved one, you feel the pain and the anguish. Today, may this teaching help somebody forever. Their absence 
reminds us of many things about them. The question is, JD, this is your mic stand. Come and sing. But she can't come. It could have been you. The question you have to have just ask yourself, if it was you, would you be ready to face your maker? Would you be a proud believer exiting the earth into eternity? When and how death will come is unknown. She was 31 years and departed. Now, many times when people lose their lives or people lose their loved ones in churches, the remaining relatives or friends decide to leave the church. And it has been a problem in the church fraternity. But the question is, should you leave the church because a loved one is dead? No. It's a mistake. It's a, it's a plot of the enemy to put fear in the midst of the believers because the believers actually don't understand what it means for a man to die. Now, let me give you this scenario and you answer whether you have to leave the church. If you are staying with your father in a mansion and he dies, will you also leave the mansion? If your father drive the car, drove a car, and dies and leaves the car for you, will you leave the limousine because your it, it reminds you of your father? No. So leaving the church is not an option. We must stand together. The Bible said that when, I think Acts chapter 12, when they took hold of James and they even killed him and they took hold of Peter, the Bible said the church gathered and prayers were being offered continually. It means that though an apostle was dead, the church did not scatter. They did not go home and say, hey, I'm going to church again. No. They gathered together and shared fellowship in prayer. I'm praying that in the name of Jesus, may you not come under that fear, the fear of fake death, the fear of you know, you know, faith, faith uh, death is, has a fake fear. Death can communicate to you as your enemy, but death is no longer our enemy. Death is no, we don't submit to death. We don't, we, we, death has no authority over us. I'm coming. Because when Jesus died, he went to hell and picked up the keys of death and hell. So we have an advantage over death no matter how it comes. Would you say God was not faithful? He was. What would you say about babies, mothers who miscarried babies in their womb? Because the Bible says, when you became a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. God named you, Jeremiah 1.5. He, he named you in your mother's womb. Immediately you become a clot of blood. But some are bought. Innocent souls, but they die. Would you say God is unfaithful? Some are born seven days. One week, two weeks, they die. I'm coming. 
Give me about 35 minutes more. I'll hit you on a frequency that will change your life forever. Give the Lord a clap offering. We have all been in pain. We have all wept. We have all gone through things that under normal circumstance we wouldn't have submitted to. Because when you lose a loved one, it's very painful. So maybe you, just, just because maybe somebody says, oh, pastor, we should be mourning, and pastor is preaching like that. We are all mourning. That's why I didn't come and preach on faith. That's why I've cut my hair. To mourn hair. And I'll show you why all of us um, the, the, the grieving has gripped us. She was not just part of the names of membership. It's because of her significance. That is why the exit is weighty to us. Ask yourself, when you exit, who will cry for you? Who will mourn you? Who will thank God for your life? I'm preaching. Grieving can overwhelm our souls. Some of us, you know, I know someone who has wept and wept and wept. Even at 4 a.m., the person will call, Pastor, I cannot again. I cannot. It's a heavy loss, but it's a heavy gain at the same time. I will show you why. May God strengthen all of us. May you receive strength into your bones and into your body and into your spirit. A fresh strength is coming upon the church. A fresh strength is coming upon you in order to stand firm to do more for Jesus. Somebody celebrate God with a good clap offering. For your information, if you go to the cemetery, and you enter, you know, wait, every cemetery they write that we will see you again. <laughs> At the entrance, <laughs> we will see you again. Aoudoume is there. Committee 9 is there. When you enter, no, we, you, will come, you will come back again. When you enter, look, I, 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 man of God, I went to bury a pastor's child who died in the womb of the pastor's wife. So still born. I went to bury. We prayed that I remember Jane should be aware. We prayed for the baby. We prayed, and then the baby urinated. We were, we were about to I were, we were about to brag. We have also raised the dead. <laughs> we, we, we have also raised the dead. I said, I said, when we are praying, Charlie, video that you know this is going to be. We prayed for over three hours. I oil, sand, wine. Glove, socks, shoe, handkerchief, singlet. Hey, what direction didn't we do? There was one that then the baby started you wearying. We thought she was coming back. It was brain dead. So, so far as even though it's wearying, you know, I didn't say yeah, but the nurse said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went. So when you go to the cemetery, there are different ages of men. You see, you must learn to remain humble. Different.
different ages. We don't know when anyone will exit the earth. You can say, oh, you are me, I cannot die, I cannot do this, I cannot die, I am invincible. <laughs> Even Idahosa, after preaching, he passed on exactly 60 years. Are you, are you listening to me? My beloved brother, he had preaching appointments too. Friday and Sunday. He had barbed on Wednesday. Thursday, he died. He had prepared his notes. I was barbering when he was sending me the notes. He died at 31 years. A general overseer. I'm preaching. This event must not put fear in us. But it must make us rise up to do more whilst the day is. Because a night is coming when you cannot do anything even if you wish you want to do. Give the Lord a clap of friends, somebody. <laughs> Psalm 119 verse 28. Let me speed up. I have 25 minutes. My soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Whatever will strengthen us in this difficult moment is the word of God. And I'm going to open up some scriptures that should bring comfort to us. Not the words of men. Because for all of us, the degree of pain is serious. It's different at different levels. People have called from U.S., and told me, I've not met this lady, but the thing is paining me. May your impact transcend the nation that you dwell in. Yeah. May, may your influence. So I'm going to use the word of the Lord. And as I preach, though I'm using JD as the focal point, some of us might have lost our loved ones who were very close to God, who loved God. And when we were in SU, a lot of brothers died. They died in their sleep. They died while fasting. So you know some, maybe your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, and maybe you have not even come out of that pain. I pray that as I teach, may God bring restoration, may God strengthen you, and may the Lord revive your soul again. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. And sometimes, a lot of the things we do are prophetic, but we never understand. Look at the theme of flaming altars. Revive us again. Revive us again. And may the Lord revive us again. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29. The Bible said, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. How can you increase strength when there is no strength? It means that when you feel physically weak, the Lord will increase his strength that is in you. And the strength of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I pray in the name of Jesus that may the Lord, may the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, let it come alive in you. Let God begin to stir up his joy. May you begin to manifest the joy of the Lord. May joy fill our heart again. May the joy of the Lord fill our heart again. In the name of Jesus, the joy of the Lord is our strength. As much as we are sad, 
I am happy that my daughter did not die as a prostitute. She didn't die as a drug addict or she didn't die as somebody who did not matter. But we need to thank God that when they mention JD in heaven, immediately Carrie's temple will pop up. And they will say, ah, what a beautiful voice. Let's bless that church with more and more blessing. I pray that not only will you mourn, but you will appreciate the opportunity that God opened the door that a soul and a ministry like this one passed through this church. Earth lost by heaven gain. She's not lost. She's not missing in the forest. As the uh, 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 traditional people will say, eh, or Nante, so eh, we have to give money so that she will cross the rivers. She is in the bosom of the Father. She is with the Lord. And I pray that if you have any loved one that was in the Lord and departed, and you are still worried that maybe at the point of death, the person was in pain. The person was in a state you didn't like. And that picture is still in your mind. Look, when they pass on, mortality, immortality takes after the mortality. Mortality gives way. So they may die as cripple, but you never meet them as cripple. They don't go to heaven as cripple. They may die as blind men, but they will not be blind in heaven. Thought you are clapping in heaven. Medical reports don't go there because they enter into glorified bodies. And I pray that from today you will get an understanding about life that your life on earth is only one, and you will not waste it. You will not waste it, but you will use your life because one day you will give account. So JD will stand before the Lord and God says, I gave you 31 years. Account for it. And she will boldly say, the last two years of my years, Lord, you knew. Even children, Mr. Bamfu was saying, that his child heard that she has passed and he called him. said, Daddy, I've heard JD is dead. Oh, I wanted to grow up to sing like JD. Child, I thought you were clapping. What will be said about you when you are no more? My sons came to church last week and they didn't meet her. When they came home, they asked my wife, we didn't see JD. Then LP said, she's not well. Then they said, let's pray for her. And the three little boys, they held their hands and prayed for her. Who will point at you that because of you, I loved God? I love to work for God. I love to remain pure. I love to go for evangelism. I love to be committed to the things of God. Or I took my life serious by observing this brother or this sister. I pray that after this morning service, somebody will be revived to begin to take steps unto fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a good clap, our friend. Death it's something that when it visits, it's painful because it separates us from our loved ones. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to 39. Give me the NLT. 
And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. So death can separate us, you and I. Okay? But death cannot separate us from the love of God. When we are on earth, we have the love of God. When we depart as believers, we still have the love of God. Death can never separate a man. So JD is not separated from the love of God. She is actually now in the very presence of the love of God. Yeah. He said, neither death nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. 39, and he said, no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. An encounter with Christ permanently connects a man to the love of God. So if you have loved ones, Christians, and you see, there are times you believe God for them. We were praying. We were fasting. We would not sleep all night for our sister. Some of us did all night. I was doing it with LP. We prayed and prayed. So we, you, maybe you might have been trusting God for that loved one. And yet, he died. I want to console you and encourage you that that loved one, like that loved one, is still with the love of God. I thought you were clapping. The believer is never separated from God, but can be separated from his brothers and sisters. JD has been separated from us, but she's gone waiting where we will also be. I'm coming. I still have 20 minutes to wrap up. John 11, 25 to 26. I'm giving you word. Eh? You don't have to wait for the end. I am right now resurrection and life. And one who believes in me, even though he or she dies, will live. He said, and everyone who lives believing in me does not ultimately die at all. Do you believe this? I'm asking you, do you believe it? You have to believe it. That anyone that believes in Christ, you don't ultimately die. He's talking about the second death. Christians don't die. We sleep. We, we sleep. We fall asleep to wake up. Because Jesus is the resurrection and life. And we have him. And any believer that is dead will be resurrected by the power of Christ. JD is asleep. She is not dead. She is alive in the presence of the Lord. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Her absence amongst us is what is tearing us apart. The father we will never see her. And he's tearing us. But she's alive with Christ. We don't have to mourn like unbelievers. We don't want to mourn like uninformed people. We don't want to mourn like people who don't know 
what they are about. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. I'm loving the word. Give me GNT version. He said, our friends, we want you to know the truth about those who have died. Are you listening? Yes. So that you will not be sad as are those who have no hope. So you can be sad, but the level of your sadness must not be like those who don't have hope. When an unbeliever dies, you can be sad, very, very sad. But when a believer dies, there's a level that your sadness should get to and it must metamorphose into rejoicing. Are you hearing me? Should I repeat that? When a believer dies, there is a level that your sadness must get to. And when it gets there, it must metamorphose. It must change into joy. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will take back with Jesus those who have died believing in him. What we are teaching you now is the Lord's teaching. We who are alive on the day the Lord comes will not go ahead of those who have died. It means that they will take the lead and we will follow. There will be the shout of command. The archangel's voice. Another version says the archangel's thunder. So may the Lord answer your prayer by thunder. May the Lord give you that house by thunder. May the Lord give you that car by thunder. May the Lord give you that marriage by thunder. May the Lord open your womb by thunder. May the Lord give you that breakthrough by thunder. May the Lord give you that favor door by thunder. May the Lord give you that visa by thunder. Somebody shout yes! The sound of God's trumpet and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died believing in Christ will rise to life first. Then we who are living at that time will be gathered up along with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will we always be with the Lord. Give me the message version. I want to see that big family. Quickly, quickly. Move me forward. Move me forward. Move me forward. He said, then the rest of us. No. I missed that part. But it will come up. Don't worry. But he said, there will be a reunion. A great reunion. Look for that verse for me. A great reunion of our family members. Every single person that is dead. I think yesterday, Frederick Price, Fred Price died. A great apostle of faith. He passed on. And look, I told them, David Wilkerson, a great evangelist in the U.S., 
He died at the age of 79 in a plane crash. He said, then the rest of us who are still alive at the time will be caught up in, no, 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 you are not getting it for me. He died in a, in, in a car crash. After serving God, oh, he was the pastor who preaches to gangsters. David Wilkerson never preaches to cool people. He planted his church in the ghetto. Big church! Made up of former drug addicts and weed smokers and arm robbers. And even with that great service, he still died in a car crash. One dawn, I remember, I was in tech and the announcement came. Hallelujah. He said, and oh, so it was in the 18. Good. And oh, we will be walking on air. Hallelujah. On that day, when we pass on, we will be walking. When Jesus comes, you will walk on air. Roland, you will walk on air. Eh? Johanna, you will walk on air. Don't try it now, please. Don't go and stand on your story board and say, oh, my feet. <laughs> like Swala. When we were in tech, there was a man, there was a boy called, a mate called Swala. I think he used to act Sunset Beach or so. Swala. Or Swalu. And then Swala, one of them. Swala, Swala. The guy was always high. So Unity Hall, he stood at one tower and saw the other tower. And he saw it like when he does like this, you'll be there. Meanwhile, one tower is like at the entrance there and one is here. So he stood there, he did like this. I was in the washroom on the sixth floor, seventh floor, room 406. Then I heard, boom! And I came out and spied. Swallow has been swallowed. But on that day, we will walk in the air. And then there will be one huge family reunion with the master. So everyone, we will see JT. We will give her a five. We will hug her. And we say, why did you leave us early like that? Why did you leave us early? It's good seeing you again. And there will be no pain. There will be no sorrow. There will be no lack. There will be joy forevermore. I pray for you that you will make it to heaven. I pray that we will make it to heaven. And we will have a great family reunion. Somebody give the Lord praise in the house. Give the Lord praise. A great family reunion. We will sit at the table with Jesus and we will eat together. A man's life is not glorified by the number of years he stays on earth. But his life is glorified by the service he rendered to the kingdom of God and to humankind. We are mourning because of what she did for us. There are some of us in the church. I know you as a member. But if you stop coming to church, ask yourself, will I miss you? Will the church miss you? Will something be taken out of us? It doesn't mean that you are not important. If you are not important, you will not have a chair in the building. If you are not important, you will not get text messages. But the question is, when, when you stop coming to church, will we miss you? But we are all going to miss JD. Whether you like it or not. Every day when you come. I told somebody to come to church. She said she, she won't come. Today she said, oh man, Pastor, I won't come. I said, why? He said, if she sees me climbing the pulpit, she will cry. 
I said, if you cry, it's not a sin. Because when Jesus heard that Lazarus died, he cried. He heard that his friend, he cried. So you are permitted to cry. It doesn't change your faith. But your mourning must not be like you are mourning without hope. I have great hope. I will cry and then I laugh. Because I'm happy that she did not die unnoticed. She died a significant death. She died with influence. She died with good, blessed memories. We will remember her and we will miss her. Not because of a bad reason, but because of a good reason. I thought you were clapping. I pray that you will be exalted and encouraged this morning. Now, I want to take you through some four steps I took the first service through and then I end my teaching I wanted to step into a scripture but I'm trusting God that maybe you dash me five minutes to step into it and you take it home now how do we overcome the loss of a loved one until she's buried we'll be burying her on the 13th of March and on the 12th of March a Friday all of us note we'll have a memorial service for her here because her burial is taking place in the village. Her funeral and everything will be done there. So we want to do a powerful memorial service here for JD. So Friday, 12 March, we'll do the memorial service. Now, now, how do we overcome the pain of a departed loved one? Because you need to overcome it. I need to overcome it. And I, all department has from tomorrow, next week, I don't want you to be in black. On the funeral day, on the memorial day, fine. But between now and 30th March, when I pass here, black, when I pass here, I will sack you. <laughs> we mourn for ourselves, not for the soul. She's fine. So you mean to say from now on to 30th March? On the, on the memorial day, you can come with your black. From next week, bright colors. Put your this thing, put your this thing, because we are celebrating a life that was lived well. So today, dear, your African spirit came upon you. And you dress, we are money, nothing here, nothing. Oh, no, no, per life. It's a mobile life, a mobile life. So I picked a four standardized steps on how to overcome the death of a loved one from a book entitled Grief Counseling and Grief Therapy, written by J. William Warden. Four things. Or four cycles you need to go through. Number one, accept the loss. Accept that this microphone stand will never be held by JD again. Accept that your daddy is gone physically. You will never see him again. You need to come to that acceptance that physically you will not see them again. If you don't come to that acceptance, it will be difficult. 
JD will never hold this mic stand again to sing. We will give it to her to go. And she's gone. Because of you, I have to take this thing home. I have to give it to her. Else you come to church thinking she'll be coming to sing. She's gone. Accept it. Now that your friend is gone. And you need to. Some of you don't want to believe. Okay. How to help yourself to accept is that. Come for the memorial service. Come for the funeral. Be involved in the planning. Make a contribution. Towards the funeral. Make a contribution. Because you will have. You will have that. When you do that, you will have that consciousness that the person has departed. And you need to accept it. Some of you still don't believe. Some of you say, oh, she, she, she's going to work this morning. Ah, she, she will come. She will come. <laughs> she will come. She's dead. Accept it. Don't be in a state of denial that your loved one, some of you, they are gone five years. You still believe that they are... They, accept it are you here with me are you here with me she is in a better place and she will never come here she, if you give her option to visa from heaven she will tell God God close the embers I don't like that is the hard truth and you need to accept it Revelations 21 4 to 5 I'm not rushing through the teaching at all I want it to sink into you he will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death is one, is gone for good. Tears gone, crying gone, pain gone. All the first order of things gone. Verse, verse 5. The enthroned continued. Look, I am making everything new. Write it all down. Each, each word dependable and accurate. So in that place that they go, there's no pain. There's no sorrow. We are sorrowing. We shouldn't sorrow for the soul as if she's lost. She's fine. We are sorrowing because we will miss her. But know very well that physically you will not meet her again. She's gone to where you are believing God to go. They go where we want to go. Who doesn't want to go to heaven? Who doesn't want to go to heaven? All of us want to go. But when our loved ones depart to take their leave early, we cry. Let us cry because we will miss them. But let us not cry as if they are lost. They go to where we also want to go. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. You see, you are not clapping well. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you wish that you clap better for her when she sang. Some of you were not even clapping. But I pray that from today, anybody that does anything for you, you will really appreciate and acknowledge their input into your life. Give the Lord a clap of friends, someone. And Africans like that. When the person is dead and gone, then you see the... But when they were alive, they never minded them. Number two, experience the pain. You must become vulnerable to the pain. Cry. Don't bottle it. Because when you bottle it, medically it can affect you over a period. You can become depressed. And when the person is living dead and buried and they buried him, everybody is going on, you will still be in the, in the mood of funeral. 
Are you here? So experience the pain when we are all mourning. Mourn with them that mourn. Because the morning is coming where we'll be rejoicing. And if the morning comes and you are still mourning, we will leave you behind. Because God is going to appoint unto us the spirit of gladness, the spirit of joy unto them that mourn in Zion. And I pray that as we mourn our sister, may you join in the mourning, may you experience the pain and let us go through the grief together. Give the Lord a clap of praise, someone. The only way to go through grief is to, is to go through the grief. The only way to go through is to go through. Don't bottle your tears. Let it flow. When Jesus heard his, his, his friend died, he wept. He cried before he raised him up. So Christians are permitted to cry. So I'm teaching you. So that's the second one. Go through the experience. So, some of you are still hurt with your father's death. You are hurt because you didn't allow yourself to go through the process. The third step is that adjust to the atmosphere without them. Adjust to the atmosphere without them. Adjust to life without them. It means that do what they used to do or get somebody to do what they used to do so for us as a church what was JD doing that made her JD she was singing solo for pastor to preach there was an office for a soloist that was begun by Jackie and then JD stepped in somebody must step in that office that is the way you adjust. Else, when somebody dies close to you, your father dies, and he was the one paying your fees, and nobody is there to pay the fees, when you remember your father, you will cry. But if he dies, and there is a provision for your fees, when you remember your father, you remember other glorious and exciting moments with him. If we don't fill that office, we will come to church and say, oh, if JD was here, somebody would have sung solo. But we have to fill that office. And when anybody who steps there is singing, we will say, ah, the office has advanced. The legacy is moving on. From JD, it is going to another person, and the ministry is becoming so glorious because somebody stepped there and made that office attractive. Yeah, the legacy must not die. It shouldn't be that you know people come online to just watch JD minister and they go back. It shouldn't be that say, oh, since this lady went, no solo in Caris. No, no. There will be more JDs in this house. I thought you are clapping. The last step, the last step is that reinvest into people. Reinvest into people. If a trusted person died, trust another person. If a close person died, draw close to another person. Take the risks. 
to reinvest into other relationships and other friendships and other connections because God will always provide to fill the vacuum. You must make an attempt. Your father might have died, but you have an uncle. You have uncles. Your mother might have died. You must have, you might have aunties. Make an effort to connect and reinvest into another person because that vacuum has been filled if you will overcome the pain. The goal is not to forget the person, but the goal is to ensure that the assignment of the person continues. Anybody that begins to sing solo, you see, you are magnifying that office that was once occupied by a lady who genuinely excellently committedly with no excuse with joy made that office so attractive that we all love to listen the same way when you reinvest invest into new people when you lose someone and you pray to God and God shows you somebody that you can trust you begin to you become vulnerable to the person because anybody you get close to you open up to it's a risk, but pray God will lead you. Though you lost this, God can give you an option that will still help you because you are not an island. And we need soloists in the church. And the day is coming. That office will have more than five soloists to the glory of God. More than 15. 15 soloists. I am the easy. I'm changing the figure. It's not five. 15. Give the Lord a clap offering. You can take me to Supreme Court. I said 15. Give the Lord a clap of in someone. Ah, I need to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 7. From 3 to 11. I'm reading through and I close. But just listen. Give me a message version that will be understandable. Listen to it. Listen. All praise to the God and Father of our Master Jesus. Master Jesus, the, the Messiah. Father of all mercy. No, give me the NLT. I studied with the NLT, this version, this verse. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comforts. May God comfort us all. The source, not a man, God. The source. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. You see, that message that says that what? You will not suffer. I am too anointed to be broken. The Bible says he meant the broken heart. I am too anointed to be frustrated. <laughs> Some messages are just excitement but you see 
the gospel is a message of suffering. Yeah, the gospel. He said, the more we suffer for Christ, the gospel is a message of suffering. When you take your first fruit and you pay, you will suffer. Sometimes when you pay your tithe, you will suffer. Sometimes being committed to church, you will suffer. When you are fasting, nobody will tell you you are suffering. If you see that as if the whole world ants have been released into your stomach, you will be going around, up and down. You will just be walking, you will wee wee, you come back. Things that you don't clean, you start cleaning. Oh, this thing is dirty. Oh, oh. Uh, and this shoe crash, I have to polish it. You are just buying time into 6 p.m. You are suffering. <laughs> you sleep from 11.30. You think I've slept. You wake up. It's 11.35. <laughs> you are suffering. Suffering is the pathway to all glories. And as we are going through this suffering, the Lord is comforting us. Hallelujah. The, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Number six. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. Look, anytime you are enjoying something, it is because somebody is suffering. Did you hear that? Anytime you are privileged to enjoy something, it is the product of somebody's suffering. And then after that, you too will be called to suffer for somebody to enjoy. When the Bible said that you live in houses you did not build, then you received it. You too, you build in houses and others will live in. <laughs> oh yes. You, well, you think the word is only for you. Ah. My brother. <laughs> I receive it. I receive it. You also build houses and others will live in. Yeah. When we were walking around looking for blood for JD with um, Dr. Roland, we went to Kolebu and I gave him 200 CDs note. He didn't hold it well. I think it fell at the car park at Kolebu. So when we were coming, he, now, he started doing confession. Pastor, it looks like the, the money, eh, 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 say it well. The, the money you gave me, I think it has, it has dropped. I say, see you. It's an answered prayer for somebody. The pastor has prophesied that you have miracle money. <laughs> so, that morning, somebody's going to give testimony. That I, I say, Pastor, when you prophesied, I believed it. And as I was packing my car, I saw something like paper. And the Lord led me to pick it. When I picked it, it was 200 grand. <laughs> Some people suffer for us to laugh. So when it is time for us to suffer, let's embrace it. Because out of our suffering, others will also be blessed. As a pastor... I don't think every pastor have gone through this. What I've gone through. They have lost members. 
but not a member that when the minister you come. So it's that when people see you, <laughs> they must see her. So one day, a certain pastor will go through this. A certain pastor will go through this. And I will be the best person to console and comfort the person. Who can comfort a mother who has lost a child than another mother who has lost a child? Suffering turns us into ministers. Suffering will turn you into a minister. I want to close. What a message. Have you been blessed? I pray that your spirit is lifted. And though you weep, don't weep hopelessly. Because a time will come, we will all go. Ask yourself. Ask yourself, if it was you, would you be happy going? Because a day will come, you will need help. The father was ready to do everything. But they said, sir, it's not possible. Yeah. A day will come. And that day, I pray that you will live long ago. That's my prayer. You will live long. I even gave a communion wine. Because the heart of the pastor is to see you live long. But the agenda of God. The Bible said the secret things belong to God. And the things that are revealed are for us. The ways of the Lord are true and perfect. Nobody should ask God why. Do you, if, he, if he explains to you why. Okay, he has explained to us why. In Isaiah chapter 57 verse 1. Let's go there and I close. Give the Lord a clap of hand. You know I don't play with KJV at this part of the sermon. Meanwhile, right living people die and no one gives them a thought. God-fearing people are cutted off and no one even notices it. The right living people are out of their misery. They are finally resting. Give me NLT. We have no message here in the BBB. Give me. <laughs> Did you understand that one? Now here BBB. Okay, this one you understand. Let's read it. One, two, go. No, no, no. Louder. One, two, go. lie down in bed and tears are coming and you're asking God why, why, why Isaiah 57 verse 1 is the answer yeah God why we will never understand he said and people seem not to understand yeah we don't I don't understand if you say you understand then you are God I don't understand I don't tell, but I won't ask God why because this He's protecting her or him from an evil that will come on him or her that they will not be able to stand. A prophet lost his only child at 12. And when Bishop Eddie came to the office, I asked him, What do you say to him? He used almost one hour. Now, my LP was even scared. 
Charlie, you should end it. You know that. He used one hour to answer one question. Because look, a danger may be coming on that person. That the person may not be able to stand. We may not be able to stand. But we can't tell. So God will take his thing. And the rest of us. Two years she served God so gloriously and intensely. Great investment. What investment have you made in the Lord? Even what you are doing now as a chorister, Lucy, can you give account to God? That's what you should ask yourself. Intercessors, ushers, protocol. As a father in your house, mother, sister, brother, wife, husband, child. Will you be able to give account? He said, good people pass away. So it's not only bad people that die. Good people. Professor Awuna or whatever, Awuno. He was shot by a, a, a Shabab um, hooligans in Kenya. Yeah. People die. So don't mourn as if you don't have hope. There is hope for the future. We will meet all those who died in the Lord. And we will say, I think Revelation 13, 14 or so. It's a blessed are they who die in the Lord. We will all die one day. But it's not how long you live, but how well you died. Rise up on your face, someone. Oh, is that how you clap? With this powerful message? Lift your two hands. Uh, 14, 13, good. Lift your two hands and begin to talk to God. Thank God for your life. Thank God for the life of JD. Thank God for the life of any loved one you have lost. Maybe they departed. You did not lose them. They've gone to be with the Lord. And ask God to give you the strength to do more for him. To do more for him. Because it could have been you. Even you, you have been sick. You didn't die. This is an, an, an energetic lady. You want to pray that God strengthen me. Let me do more. I know I am weak. I know I'm not that strong. But Lord, strengthen me. Let the weak say that I'm strong. Pray. Submit yourself to the will of God. Submit yourself to the mighty hand of God. Submit yourself to the power of God. And say, order my steps, O Lord. Submit your decisions and your will. And your thinking patterns to the will of God. Stand.